Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square, and welcome to Earth. Normies, we will not go gently into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. Happy July 4th. We're talking Independence Day only on Normies Like Us. Much worse. I'm back! Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. You heard it up top, folks. We are under attack. And only you can help us this Independence Day. When we're talking ID4, Independence Day, the movies... Only on Normies Like Us with your hosts, um, I'm just going to say Colin the Alien. I'll say President Mike. There we go. Uh, Justice Joe, because I'm coming back at him. Uh, <laughs> Jacob Goldblum. Hey, Christ. Nice. So no one knows any character names, but that's okay. No. Because no. it's still a no. great movie. Uh, Independence Day, right? July 4th just uh, rolled on through, so we figured in between uh, Black Widow or right before that. And let's talk, you know, Independence Day, ID4. We also, for some reason, decided to include Resurgence, which we'll get to. It might have been a mistake, but we have two different movies Definitely. here based in the same franchise. But yes, uh, the, the quality scale is... Um, has a steep drop-off, let's say. But, uh, yeah, ID4, we're here. Will Smith, Aliens, Jeff Goldblum in both of them. A lot of people in both of them, but, you know, we'll get there. Um, what is kind of our history with the Independence Day franchise? Had you seen both? Did you watch both? The prep, Colin, let me kick it off to you. Well, and, you know, I want to know, too, did you see this in theaters? This is seminal for our age. I did not see this in theaters. This is a little too adult for me, but it kind of kicked off the, like, Yo, this is what a TV movie is. This is what you watch on TNT on Independence Day. So I've seen this a billion times. Watched it for this podcast and watched the sequel as well. And uh, I love it as much as I always have. Not my favorite film series. I'll kind of step out of the way of this one and let you guys talk more about it. Because truly to me, it's like, meh. Right on, right on. Yeah, for me... You know, I'm not a huge fan of, uh, you know, dis- disaster movies. I'm not a huge fan of Roland Emmerich, Dean Devlin movies. But um, I think, you know, this one might be the best of all Roland Emmerich's movies. So um, I'll make an exception for this one. But for me, I did watch it uh, just earlier today. And I was going to watch the second one. Didn't get to it because I thought it was going to be on Hulu. You have to pay for like a premium pan or something. So I was like, no, I'm not going to rent that. Um but I checked out some trailers and stuff on YouTube. I think I got the gist of it. Uh, and, you know, I didn't see this movie in theaters, uh, but uh, I have seen it, you know, several times before. Uh, you know, it's sort of an annual tradition, watching around July 4th. Um, and, you know, it's not, it's not bad. I'm kind of in the same boat as Colin. It's a solid meh for me. Okay, Joe, how about you? It, you know, I did see this one in theaters. This was like a big uh, event for the family. I remember uh, we saw it in Jersey on a theater that's like right on like the river. So you can like basically see the New York skyline when you get out of the movie. 
Uh, loved it when I was a kid. I've watched it five or six times over the last three or four days, the same way I do every year, in between drinks, in pieces, because it's on the TV all the time. Um, and I did watch the second one again uh, <laughs> for the second magic. time with, like, the same regret from the first time that I saw it. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess I'm, I'm kind of on Team Meh as well. But uh, what a background movie, huh? What a movie to not care that is on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. What a movie to- well, I think especially with the first one, it's definitely a movie you you, de- you never mind when it happens to find right. itself on your TV, right? You just kind of let it roll. Um, and, oh yeah, oh yeah. I was going to say. Um, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, I didn't. I don't remember seeing this in theaters, but I did want to say that you know this came out in '96. Also came out this year, Mission Impossible, and that was of one course. of my first movie theater uh, memories of going to see Mission Impossible with my family. So that was the same year. So I don't remember seeing this one in theaters though. Just wanted gotcha. to throw that out there. Yeah. So we we had one of the like we still have one of the last you know operating drive-ins in near my hometown in Ohio, and this feels like it would have been a double feature like Mission Impossible X, <laughs> Independence Day. Sure. But I believe that's a false memory. I, my first time seeing this does feel like a VHS just on someone's TV or on TNT and just watching. I've seen it multiple times that way, but I haven't seen the original probably in over 10 years. So, so I have some interesting takeaways from rewatching it. And in short answers, I really enjoyed it. And then I watched uh, resurrection, insurrection, resurgence. Like, who cares? Right. And uh, yeah, if you've seen the first one, you've basically seen this one. It's just that, but bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, none of us saw it in theaters. The second one, Joe, no. you didn't go to no, Yeah. Did not. No interest. Because uh, like six or seven months after it came out on whatever streaming service. Same. In the afternoon, not paying attention. Same way I just watched it. <laughs> I didn't even finish the second time, I'll be honest. Like, I had like, like 20 minutes sure. left and I was like, eh, sure. I we don't blame you. Soon. I'm done. Yeah, I, I almost didn't as well. And I, I had to pay for it. It wasn't on any of the surfaces that I'm already subscribed to. So they directly profited from me and I'm upset about it. Yeah, um, wow. I didn't want to rent it. You know, I had two hours before recording, and I was like, you know, I could do something else, or I could rent this movie for four dollars and then watch it. And I was like, mm. right. Well, you know. as you know, on this podcast, listeners, we've covered, you know, every Transformers movie, and yes. I would watch any of those over Resurgence. Well, but, Mike, yeah. you know, I would just say the interesting thing to normies, if you check out our other oh, yeah. episodes. 1998, we talked a lot about Roland Emmerich's Godzilla, a movie that comes out two years after this, and we have done an episode on Wild Wild West and talked a lot about what Will Smith sort of means to our generation of kids growing up, so this is in our wheelhouse to talk. Yeah, and even doing the kind of summer of the summer blockbusters a while back, you know, this ties in directly to that, that lineage of being, the original anyway, one of the first major like templates for what the summer blockbuster should be, this ensemble cast. And I think starting there with the classic, the always great background and uh, fairly enjoyable Independence Day ID4, let's jump into it right now on Normies Like Us.
we're back. Let's get into it. So I want to dive in with a little history, you know, before we get dropped off and uh, get our butt kicked by some space aliens. Let's talk a little bit about Roland L. Emmerich and Dean Devlin, as, as Jacob brought up. Mm-hmm. A producer duo, Dean Devlin wrote the movies. Roland Emmerich would uh, direct them. Universal Soldier was kind of their first big breakout. Stargate, huge. Kind of get some carte blanche to do an old school disaster movie. You know, something akin to like an alien invasion film. And uh, he comes up with ID4. And we're all for the better for it. I don't mm-hmm. know. Not slanderous to say, you know, Jacob was saying Roland Emmerich in general not liking him. Uh, a guy who is paid for a lot of uh, underage boy parties, like another director, <laughs> BS. And I, I think it's I'm allowed uh, yes. to say that without litigation. So not not uh, my favorite dude in the world. Cool, cool. Well, you know, when it comes to his movies, uh, I think, you know, Independence Day, like I said, it's really his best one or at least one of his best ones. And then he kind of, you know, made this movie and then spent, you know, the rest of his career trying to top it but you know with less you know less good results every time you know 2012 tomorrow 2012 uh even the sequel to this movie obviously none of them can match the um the spectacle of seeing this like in the 90s you know the special effects were groundbreaking for the time so um yeah i think it's his best movie ah i'm so jealous then that joe got to see this in fucking theaters too because at home huge like we said a huge blockbuster rental a huge tv movie but joe fucking sitting at that theater and just going like oh will smith is my dad now he is my new (laughs) action hero must have been exhilarating yeah i mean i definitely remember it being like one of the biggest ones of the year i i It's just, you don't have anything like that anymore. Like, they really haven't had just a straight-up, here are the aliens, they're coming movie. And, uh, I don't know, it really stands the test of time for me with that. Like, we haven't had that since the 90s, and then before Independence Day, it was, like, really since, like, the 70s and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's what I really appreciated on this viewing, too, is it did feel like... In the 90s, the Roland Emmerich's like, what if we just did a 1950s, like it came from outer space plot, but with all the budget, right? And all, like, they get these new stars and um, the special effects, like some of the practical effects, you know, with like exploding the miniatures of the the White House. Like, that's an iconic shot. We've seen it like a hundred times now in other movies, but at the time, like, that was super awesome. And it still holds up the fact that they're using miniatures, they're building physical Hell spaceships, yeah. physical aliens, which we don't get in the Hell sequel. Yeah. But right now, I just want to heap love on the original because I, I really think it deserves it. And it, it held up great. I was watching on my phone at certain points, you know, hopping around from the TV. And it's like, it just, it, 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 I never saw it in theaters is the point I'm making. Even on the small sure. screen, like, it's still just super enjoyable. It's, it's a great, it's a great film. Those visuals, well, Mike, you know, um, computers you know you, you said tons of miniatures but these things called computers get introduced oh, yeah. to this movie we get these computer special effects did you think it held up i thought you know you you see these fighter pilots flying around the alien spaceship i'm like this looks like a modern blockbuster to me yeah i mean some of it like some of the compositing shots look a little so-so like when they're doing blue screen or something but even the CG, like if they're flying inside the alien spaceship, like some of those compositing shots look just as good as like original Blade Runner shots. And people still say like that, that's totally. the end all be all of classic practical effects. So, yeah, I, I think it held up for the most part really well. Right. Yeah. And, you know, this is 
coming in the 90s, you know, a couple years after Jurassic Park. Uh, you know, obviously mm-hmm. Will Smith is at the beginning of his big run in the 90s where he was a huge star. Uh, I think he, he did Bad Boys right before this. Right. This is Bad really Boys right before this and then Men in Black just the year after this. And oh, yeah. just made him a huge star. So, um, <laughs> did a lot of Alien movies, I guess. But uh, And then Wild, yeah. West, Wild Wild West a couple years later, everyone's favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Go listen. <laughs> <laughs> what you, I Joe. like about Please. this movie is it does it's even though you know Will Smith is like the biggest star, uh, it's really a truly an ensemble piece, and there's all these different characters uh, that you you can root for. You know, you, you got your president Bill Pullman, you got mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum, um, and it really feels like an ensemble. And the way they introduce the aliens in the beginning, it's kind of like a slow reveal where we get to introduce to all these different characters and you know, it's kind of unfolding in real time of them like trying to figure out what to do. And I just like that it doesn't rush into things and it kind of just takes a time setting up the, you know, the world and everything. Yeah. And I think that's a big strength of it is it's pacing and setting up the characters. Generally, maybe the characters aren't the most fully realized right there because there's a lot that you need to introduce, but the way they function in the plot, they all generally have something to do. And I do appreciate how they establish the threat of the aliens. Like, they are a credible, serious yeah. threat, and I, I really think that works in the film's favor. Well, let me say this, Mike, too. Global movie. You know, this is the first yeah. time we're thinking about the word global movie. This is a movie that's going to be opening internationally. People in other countries are going to be seeing this. When you're saying these thin characters, again, I'm with Jacob. I love the ensemble. There are the weaknesses of, what does Jeff Goldblum do? He's a wacky scientist. You know, what... What is the dad? He's just a very Jewish dad. You know, (laughs) who is our black hero? He's a single black dad who's married to a stripper. And you're like, ooh, those almost seem like stereotypes. And they're like, no, 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 no. It's just generalities that we're just going to move past. Uh, I think it works very well. Spineless president. Yeah, that's Well, a weird, grumbly, deep voice president. But how satisfying is it as a clockwork movie where... You know, you get all those disparate elements, uh, and eventually when they come together at Area 51, the ship crashes, Will's there, he meets up with the RV, we know the president's going there too. Who's an audience, you're like, this is just fucking clockwork, this is this is beautiful, It's we're cooking now, baby. They throw out all these plot threads, and then they just reel them in, and they all pull together at Area 51, and like... It, it, it's, yeah. it's really well balanced, I think, for the number of characters. Yeah, and we, yeah, we and haven't the mentioned they, Randy uh, Quaid's name, but I just want to throw Randy him in the Quaid, mix. Randy Quaid, the <laughs> drunken pilot that no one believes that he was uh, abducted by aliens 10 years prior. They molested um, me. <laughs> they did mm-hmm. sexual things to him, possibly. Um, I like Jeff Goldblum in this movie because he's just basically Jeff Goldblum. And like they saw Jurassic Park a couple years ago and they're like, Let's just get him to be like play the same character, basically like a like a scientist, but like still a cool scientist that like girls are into, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, right, yeah. It, it it's I like how each character kind of has one thing. Like Colin said, they're simple, but then it kind of pays off at the end, you know. Um, like Jeff Goldblum and his ex-wife, he couldn't ever you know, commit himself to something greater, right? You know, and he finally commits himself to the greatest thing he can. And, and Will Smith finally is like, you know what? I want to be with you and take be the dad of your kid. And Mike, marriage thing. so yeah. on the nose, the uh, Jeff Goldblum still wearing the ring of his ex and his ex happens to be the aide to the president. And then when everybody's getting married at the end, 
He's still got the ring on. They hold their hands, too, when Will Smith is getting married. You know, the president's there with his wife, too. It's it's like, like I said, it's a clockwork movie where there's just these beautiful payoff moments. Yeah, and it's it's really incredible how all that does pay off. And, um, yeah, it, it's like, as an ensemble and global movie, yeah, it sets the template for what I think blockbusters will do from here on. In a good way. Yeah. Yeah, again, not my favorite movie. You know, uh, let's let's just say, what are our favorite parts, though? Um, do you guys have a, a favorite character, a favorite moment, or whatever? Obviously, I'm all about the Will Smith storyline, the Harry Connick Jr. stuff, the fat lady won't sing, and when they are smoking those cigars at the end of the movie, even though Harry Connick's dead, we get the payoff with Jeff Goldblum. Like, I got tears in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, you know, Harry Connick Jr. part in this movie uh, was originally going to be played by Matthew Perry. Ah, fun fact makes there. But, maybe um, a little more sense. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I liked, uh, I liked uh, you know, Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum in the alien ship. Uh, they have a fun dynamic when they get, you know, kind of trapped in the, in the mothership for a while. And um, so that's really fun. Uh, and then, of course, we have, you know, Bill Pullman, the president who also is a former fighter pilot i guess so he joins Desert the troops Storm. at the end yeah yeah yep. everyone's a everyone's a pilot in this movie but uh yeah you know it's fun joe do you have a favorite standout moment for this one yeah, yeah. i mean you know everyone's talking about like the big heroes and like the obvious action moments um what about brent spiner who who just like plays the sure. kooky area 51 oh, yes. i've known all along alien the scientist uh, who then gets got in like a really like great tribute to aliens. That's uh that's up there for me, man. I remember being yeah. young and watching that movie in theaters and being like, Oh, this has got aliens and it's spooky. I'm, I'm here for it. Right. That's... But then, you know, we learn that he doesn't just die. He actually does. He's in a coma because he comes back in the sequel. 20 yeah, years. 20 years. Uh... Uh, okay, so I want to jump a little bit ahead then, so we could just like I'll follow up my thread with that character. Favorite part in the first one, okay. the craziest part of the second one, because he's just there and like you know he gets woken up wow. from his coma and he's the audience. He's just like, wait, what? Admit it's 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 twenty years sure. after the first movie. Did did it do well at the box office? He's like asking like those types of questions, uh, <laughs> and then like the plot catches up to him and all of a sudden he's back to being the original character where he's like, see every computer, even your phone or your watch has a, a signal to it. And it's like, bro, you were asleep for the last 20 years. And now you're immediately like your watch is a computer too. And I know that even though like it used to just be like a calculator no. at most in the nineties. Yeah. You don't know yeah, what phones Apple were watches rotary are. phones to you. Someone was excited to have a, a car phone in the <laughs> Independence yeah. Day era. Yeah, doesn't <laughs> you know what smartphones are. Yeah. Right, but that that scene in the original, well, the character, kind of how he's so goofy, right, and weird. They don't let us out much. There's that whole joke. The way that plays with, like, the spooky alien die, no peace, right? Like, that no works so peace. well. It is extra spooky because he's such a goofball that when he's, like, up against the glass, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. And oh, I, I, I love that, that scene movie. reminds me of Spider-Man 2 a lot, too. But, yeah, I love, sure. I love that scene. Scared the yeah. shit out of me as a kid. Yeah. I don't know. Is Brent Spiner, he's, he's playing this like he's almost got his data makeup on. He is so big in this goddamn movie. But it is, it is to the strength of it, Joe. 
It's the first time they turned his emotion chip back on. He's just like <laughs> so angry. <animated. laughs> it is ah, funny aliens. that um, you know Will Smith punches that alien once and then just assumes that he's dead, and then they drag him back, you know, to Area Fifty One, and no one kind of, you know, they just all assume that he's dead, and then obviously he surprises them. And <laughs> well, he got punched by jumps that dude, out, you know. A single yeah. Will Smith punch will put an alien that's inside of another alien husk into a into yes. a coma for like an right. hour. Weird little sleepy. what we kind of know are insect aliens. But Mike, <laughs> tell me your favorite moment. But also, do you like how these aliens look? Well, my favorite moment is probably the dog jumping away from an explosion. Mike, <laughs> that CGI background, that dog looks so happy. The dog doesn't know the world's ending. He just happened to be home with no Mama. Way. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's calling me. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, getting attention. Best day of my life. Um, my favorite moment is definitely, um, you know, I'm back. Hey, boys, I'm back. Randy Quaid getting the you know, payback's a bitch on the I'm aliens. Back. Yeah, the the drunken crop dusting pilot no one believed. And um, I like to think it's the same character from uh, Christmas Vacation, that there's an RV. <laughs> and he just cousin ended Eddie. up in the desert. Yeah, Cousin yeah, Eddie. Sure. Yeah, natural end. Um, saving the world. But I, I love that. And then, obviously, the speech. The, the speech that Bill Pullman gives, one of the greatest movie speeches of all time. Does it work? Great. Does it work, guys? Mike, it is your favorite moment of this movie. It is a gravelly guy going, we will not go gently into that night. And it's been so repurposed. It's used in beer ads literally the day this podcast is coming. They're dropping commercials like that. It, it still hits well, you. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just iconic because it's that first like world movie. We well, You know, it feels like the first world movie or a rehash of those 50s, like global scale threat and got to make the big speech and yeah it just something hits you know we we cried out in one voice we will not go quietly into the night you know we're not we're fighting for our right to live right you know and it's right it works for kind of the type of movie this is and yeah it's yeah it's, it's funny that you know, 90s the, moment you know like across the board movies tv all up great there. way to put it's, it it's got to be way up there it's not a game of inches kind of speech, you know, but it's like it's a damn good movie speech, you know. Yeah. And then he gets in the plane and then he goes up there with the boys and, you know, clears the way for Randy Quaid to go through. So, yeah. so you know, just the real quick thing I want to say, just to throw to my boy Jacob here, to talk about a modern film, you know, the, the Tomorrow War just came out. I promise I won't clog up too much of this conversation here, but <laughs> I'm wearing right. my Doughboy shirt, my Statue Doe Liberty shirt for America and for my boy Mitch in this movie. Now, Jacob, so many comparisons to the Tomorrow War have been, it's like a, it's like a modern day Independence Day. You know, it's like a throwback 90s action film. And you're kind of like, if you're me, you're like, what does that word mean exactly? Or what's that vibe that they're trying to go for? And so much so that the the people who made it, I've heard Chris Pratt say exactly, it's like Independence Day, are you kidding? It's like this throwback action 90s thing. And it was in that moment where you get those meth head pilots in this movie, because, you know, so many of the government have been blown up and, and, you know, shot down that you get Randy Quaid, you get these other, you know, the the citizen pilots who, we need anyone who can fly, that it really did remind me of what the Tomorrow War's promise uh, is of, the regular guys in the military who are going to protect right. us. And it is an interesting energy to try to capture. Yeah. I mean, Tomorrow War, you know, not a great movie. I watched it the other night. Um, but it as is- good as Independence Day, <laughs> w- would you say? 
I think it's 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 very beholden to prior movies. So it's got Independence Day in there. It's got Aliens. It's got Edge of Tomorrow. You know, with Tom Cruise. So it's it's like a bunch of different past movies combined into one. So in that way, I do see the Independence Day influences, and it just shows how much this movie has influenced like the modern sure. uh, blockbuster. But uh, and another thing that's interesting is the the Aliens and Tomorrow War are very. Similar to the aliens that were weird, this movie tentacle kind of, things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been mm. kind of a stereotypical alien design over the years where they haven't changed that much. But, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Here's the thing I really love about it that hasn't been captured since. Cause like you're, you're talking about the tomorrow war, you're talking about edge of tomorrow and these other modern blockbusters that all have like, a twist to the alien invasion. Like, alien invasion isn't spooky enough. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I would say this and Signs are kind of the only two modern movies where it's just like, yep, aliens. It's Mm. not aliens from tomorrow. It's not like kaiju from the ground that are coming from a different dimension. It's just straight up like, yeah, they they want to come here and enslave the human race. Like, just make more movies like that, I guess. Well, it's because <laughs> that everything. Yeah, it's because everything has been done so many times now in so many different ways that it's like, you know, everyone's trying to find the original spin on on the alien invasion or something like that, where it's like, you can just do a straight alien invasion. Like, it doesn't need to be this. You know, Tomorrow War's got all this, like, crazy, like, oh, they're 30 years in the future and all these rules for time travel and stuff that just makes the movie, it just overcomplicates it to the point where if you think about anything for more than 30 seconds, you know, the central premise completely breaks down because it doesn't really make any sense. Whereas this movie, the premise is very simple. Aliens are going to destroy the world. We have to stop them. That's, like, literally all there is to it, right? You can't want to be the highbrow and do the lowbrow thing. You know, if it is a 90s action throwback. And, Joe, I never thought about what you just said. I'm going to call it the Mars needs mom syndrome because you're so right. There is this idea of, like, you know, the twist was they actually came down there to get the firstborns. And you're like, like, no, no, no. Yeah, it's like, yeah, Independence Day is, you know, no peace, you know, the the Ravagers. What's I, I'll give the strength of the second movie, not that we have to go over to it yet, but the whole vision that the president sees in the first one of they're a race that goes from planet to planet, you know, just feeding and doing that stuff, to actually get the visualization of that in the second one, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. fine motivation for me. That's all I need. Yeah. I mean, it also kind of like harkens back to like, kind of the, the the trail of cinema right like in the 1950s aliens were spooky enough like that was enough for us like the idea of like men from mars coming down in their little ships then we kind of got into stuff like creature features and right. the blob and stuff like that and invasion of the body snatchers and adding kind of like that horror element to it and this was like no let's just go all the way back to the old days so maybe in like another 10 years we'll get a solid mm-hmm. a new independence day that is just Hey, here they come. They're aliens. Well, aliens. can I give you the one? Can I, can I ask your opinion on it, Joe? Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds. I think mm. that's the 2000s attempt to be like, hey, we're basically Independence Day. Uh, well, yeah, because Independence fair. Day is basically, you know, War of the Worlds. Like, you know, there's the Orson Welles right, radio yeah. broadcast and even the twist of like, oh, they died from like human diseases. That's kind of similar to 
Independence Day where they killed him with like a giving computer giving virus, a computer a cold Jacob still a virus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's honestly wow. Yeah, that's very it's direct. Same thing with signs. Water hurts them. Like it's always that kind of like. Turns yeah. out it was our human planet all along. Yeah, man's hubris. Yeah. Well, because Jeff Goldblum legitimately like sneezes, you got to catch a cold, and then it's like, oh my god, Dad, it, <laughs> wait, get, disease getting sick. It. So it's like it literally cold, is just cold. like a human disease. Let's see, yeah. like a cold, like a computer. Yes, a cold, like a virus. Yes. yes. Okay. So that is to me yes. the worst moment of the movie. Uh, this well, is the thing, also, though. Um, Jeff well, Goldblum's dad was also like, you know, Area 51. And they're like, well, actually, yeah, let's go there. So Jeff Goldblum's dad makes a exist. lot of the big decisions in this movie for some reason. His dad is very pivotal. Right. Like when everyone's arguing on the plane says, no one, stop Prophetic. arguing, right? It's like, okay, we're going to stop arguing and listen to this guy. But um, to Colin's point that the virus is the dumbest thing, it's also what makes it the 90s throwback, even though it wasn't a throwback at the time, because that's something that all 90s movies need to that feeling the of they're from the period yeah and it's yeah. like we didn't have cell phones or like the proper internet we sort of had computers no like the, no 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 the what, fact Mike, that we like, thought we could hook our apple 2 up to a strange you know alien device right and the fact in. that it's like yeah just an f-15 will do like it's not a space <laughs> fighter jet it's just like a regular missile sidewinder like this basic ass 90s military tech is like enough here amazing that makes it very charming and yeah. like joe was saying it's a throwback to the 50s which a lot of that was like uh allegories for like the red scare what if this other came took away your freedom or your culture your identity totally. body snatchers it's all kind of coming from that but doing that in a way where the visuals it's never been able to be this realistic on on the big screen you know really captured everybody's uh, imagination that's why it is important Maybe not the greatest movie. It's cheesy. Again, we're going to put a virus in a... I mean, we don't know if they're using Linux or Apple or if it's compatible <laughs> with our zeros and ones. It could be bioorganic right. quantum computing. Who knows? But Jeff Goldblum figured it out. But it right. has a charm because of some of those missteps, you know, or some of those shortcomings. The I rough edges to make it better. Um, mm. why, why ID4? Can anyone... Am I, am I really dumb? Because that's always gone completely nope. over my head. Like, it's all over all the marketing, the toys, posters, everything. ID4. The sequel was even going to be called ID4 Ever. Uh, I think it's because... DVD like, was ID4. It's, I think, because it's July 4th. 4, you know? So just okay. independence. In, in separate dependence, dependence for, for yeah. is, is what we just are supposed to understand is what that is. Or the no, fourth it's it's like day, day, the fourth yeah. of oh, July. Okay. Right. And then <laughs> That's of what July is in parentheses and then deleted, you know, and then implied, you know. ID sure. four yeah. of July, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It's no, terrible. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, they call no, it really really cool, but way over my head his speech starts it's it's apt that it's july 4th like he calls it out it's very interesting well he says it won't be just an american holiday it'll be a global holiday that's why it's funny because it's it's you know the whole world's gonna be blown up we mainly focus on america and we cut away every once in a while we see the british guys like oh the americans are putting a plan together about bloody (laughs) time we've just been sitting here waiting for america to figure it out just to the title point it's joe's point to call something Independence Day. It would be like if there was a movie called Christmas 
that you know was about a zombie invasion where a guy gives a speech at the end if you celebrate kwanzaa if you celebrate hanukkah we'll all be celebrating christmas by the now end because christmas. of what occurred today christmas right. it is yeah uh, that is 90s like sort of american bravado it has like such uh, avenger vibes too because like the first 45 minutes of the movie is essentially little solo movies for all the characters right before they meet and then they meet in area 51 totally. and there's the avengers and then president gives mm-hmm. that speech where he says americans assemble and like we all go up and blow up the aliens it's like a, it's like a great feel-good movie joe there is joe there's an interrogation in a glass case between loki and the the alien you know where they literally go like what's your plan i've brought you all together for this <laughs> goodbye avengers and you're like okay yeah true 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 They do reach out. It is very much America saves the world, but they do like, we're going to work with all these global militaries. And all they do is they show like one shot of each group being like, get the planes together, Russia, get the planes together, Japan. Can I I say my brave Americans who are going to save us all? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But that's that's the whole reason these films, this genre is gone, right? The global market has become king. We make films for everybody now. So ID for resurgence, you know, a lot of Chinese cast, fantastic, a lot more diversity than the first film, but you don't get the American exemplarism that is sort of the embodiment of that genre where it's like, shut up, nerd. I, you know, shoot from the hip and I go with my gut and it turned out touchdown America football. We did it. Even more than that, like (laughs) now it's like, if you don't like pander to like China, you know, you could, your money will make your, your movie will make more money in China than it will make domestically in America. So you better have the, you know, the uh, Chinese market, stuff in there or else your movie's not going to make enough money boardroom scenes where it was you know acts of rebellion where you used to have the console of people who would go this is what we need to do no you're a madman i'm going off my gut where we win have now been replaced in this world jacob of call the other foreign leaders are we all in agreement yes we're all in agreement because we've done the right thing and right it's interesting that there's the Star Trek connection here that Brent Spiner's in this because it is a very utopian look, even though we all know it's lies. It's just, <laughs> you know, it's absolute yeah. propaganda. Well, and to bring up uh, the Tomorrow War again, that's another global, you know, impact where we mainly focus on the Americans. But we do get that thing where it's like, oh, all global leaders have come together to institute a mandatory draft. And they just did that in like, you know, a day and everyone agreed on it. There's no, you know, arguing, but uh, we're only going to show you the Americans, but you, you get the idea. Yeah. And then that's like, um, like Colin's saying that culture of Hollywood and what the marketing trends are shifts by the time we get to resurgence to where, you do see a lot more with this movie again. It's like a lot of lip service, like, all right, Japan's helping, Britain's helping, Russian's helping, but there's never a line like, Japan's taking down the shield, strike. It's it's all like, <laughs> we did it all. It, you know, yeah. squadron. Let's tell the other there's people how else. to destroy the yeah. ships now that we figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were the first waves, the first two, three waves before we figured out what to do. But um, I do. In the later, it's it's different, but go ahead, Joe. Yeah. Are we, are we jumping to the second one? Because I do have like, the, the Star Trek connection makes time. more sense. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Did we do it? 
We did it. And as it's called ID4, in the in the uh, fan community, this one is known as IDR. Right? So, mm. and I'm not making that up. Th- those are the shorthand. I think you're going to say something IDR. mean. That's that's not mean. That's fine. That's what they should no, call it. it's just stupid. There, there shouldn't be a fan community for this movie is what I'm saying. <laughs> There's a fan <laughs> community for And shame IDR. on you. Uh, yeah. 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 Anyway, Joe, please kick us off. So, so we're going to talk about the follow-up to Independence Day. Independence mm-hmm. Day, classic, instant, everybody loves it. It's on TNT, five days a week during the week of the 4th of July. Uh, everyone's seen it nine million times. Takes 20 years to come back to the movie theaters. Uh, there were a couple different points. Joe, I, yeah, I think that's, that's it's just it's so important to point out. I just want to say, since we were all pretty much the same age, lunchroom conversations from, I don't know, from me being 10 to me graduating high school were, you think you'll ever make another Independence Day? Like, it was such a popular movie. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of thought. And there were like four or five different times it almost happened over those two decades. But it takes until 2016 to actually get it. Uh, IDR, as the fan community calls it. Uh, and um, I don't know. I, I, the one I'll give it the big bump of. I love alternate history movies, and that's what this is. Like the Star Trek connection goes a little bit further when you think about this is a universe where twenty years ago we kicked them aliens' asses, and now we got mm-hmm. their technology and we're mixing it in with ours. So I do like like that idea. I'm on board with that, and then it just quick, quickly falls apart. Yeah, and feels in a lot of ways, besides the, the setting and the world building being 20 years ahead with the alien technology, many of the story beats are kind of repeated uh, from the first movie to where we even get the president in the jet again. <laughs> oh, Bill absolutely. In the jet, the ex-president. Yeah. But yeah, so I do like that world building too, Joe, where it's like, yeah, we have new technology and like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. But after that... <laughs> Yeah. Things go downhill. I'll, I'll do you one even better. The time in between that that we don't know about, uh, Will Smith gets killed off in like the most unceremonial way. So there's a throwaway line, and there's more if you read about it with like the extra materials that came out around the time the movie was coming mm-hmm. out in 2016. Uh, Will Smith's character dies in a test crash trying to fly one of the first jets that are using this fusion engine that they're talking about the entire movie. Uh, he just dies in a test crash. He always he wanted to go to space. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, but then he, like, he flew the first alien plane originally without. He always crashing. wanted to go to space, Jacob. <laughs> no, rejected by NASA because he's got a stripper girlfriend. <laughs> he, he tripped on his shoelaces. It really is like they're like, Will Smith, uh, no, I'm not coming back for the fourth. Um, I'm not coming back. Sorry, man. It ain't happening. I'm Will Smith now. I'm way too big. And they were like, fine, we're going to tell everyone, like, you you pooped your pants to death. That's how you died. That's your legacy now. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah, Joe, yeah. so, you know how much Will Smith didn't want to do this movie is that he did Suicide Squad instead. So that's how much he <laughs> wow. did not he, want to he do literally this movie. Wanted suicide. What a year 2016 was where we were just seeing bad movies in theaters. <laughs> right. That's why no one remembers this, maybe, because there was so much other weird bad stuff that it just got overshadowed and it just, just like swept away in the tide. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Because I forgot this came out. Like, I didn't forget that it existed, but I forgot like when 2016. Yeah. 
Yeah, it really um, kind of came and went with without. But not having there. Will was for a lot of people our age like, oh, he's not in that movie. Why would I go see that movie? And the fact that they were trying to nostalgia bait, as all these you know rebrandings do, mm-hmm. and you're not going to include what we're going to show up for. It's like that new Sex in the City spinoff where they don't have like Miranda or whatever in it that's coming out. Where it's like, oh, what do you expect? Samantha. Yeah. Yes. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank um, you well, um, for our thing, Sex in the City episode coming up, Jacob. It's <laughs> yeah, very important to correct um, me. There's <laughs> a big overlap of Independence Day fans and Sex in the City fans right. listening to this. Right? But Colin, check this out. So you had, you know, obviously Jurassic Park uh, a few years earlier, 1993, broke all the box office records. Then Independence Day took those records from Jurassic Park, which then Jurassic Park Two took them back. And, you know, oh, amazing! A years I didn't later. know. Jeff Goldblum, the only connection between them all. <laughs> That's right. But but compare Box off his gold. Compare the re you know the re the soft reboot of Jurassic World series and how successful that is. Compare that to the sequel for Independence Day, and you know, it just shows you, you know, what they're missing, I guess. But that is perfect, Jacob. That's a perfect example because that is brand revigoration over you know, necessarily showing us you don't have Dr. Alan Grant in Jurassic World. It is a whole new set of characters and circumstances. Right. Yeah. 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 Yes. Right. And right. So, so, so you're right. If we'd gotten to the third ID, you know, whatever it is, yeah. maybe now we'd be getting the good stuff. Yeah. 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 But it's just like, you know, they kind of made a new story while keeping the same beats, but you know, this movie, they try to do the same thing, but they have, you know, Liam Hemsworth instead of Chris Pratt. And, uh, you know, they bring Jeff Goldblum back, but they bring some of the minor characters back. But it's just missing that, um, you know, that spark, I guess. I think the trouble, too, is you're trying to bring back as many fan favorite, let's say, characters from the previous movie. So you're getting Jeff Goldblum and Brent Spiner, even though he's dead, and you're getting uh, his dad back. And, um, you're keeping them established while also trying to bring in this young cast and establishing them plus our international cast plus like all these plot threads that are tied into all of those characters which the original already just very so delicately on the edge of a knife balanced right and we're adding more to that and they they don't have nearly the execution that they did the first time no not my fucking i know there's like a and there's a big part of this movie, right, that's just um, uh, Jeff Goldblum's dad in a school bus with, like, a bunch of kids. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's um, – all right, so here's here's how I was looking at it. Like, the original is super over the top, but it has, like, this heart, this kind of patriotism. It's a July 4th movie, America, right? It's got this beating heart. And then re- resurgence, regurgitation, it's, it's called <laughs> – Resurgence, right? I keep on calling it. I think it is regurgitation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's it's it feels like what like an AI would create in the future. Like once AIs are making movies, what is a threat humans perceive? School bus of children. Like okay, <laughs> Mike, that's a character from it previous feels like movie something available. you would read in Ready Player One, where you're like, oh, this character's ridiculous. He's going to see something called Independence Day Resurgence. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, like a like a Jaws, you know, nineteen. This time yeah. it's really, really personal type of vibe. <laughs> I mean, like, there's even a point where there's a hospital, and then of course there's like one pregnant woman in the hospital who has to like get on the helicopter. That is just such like, oh, oh shit! There's the dog moment in the first one where everyone's rooting for the dog. 
Uh, we need to add something to this scene. Let's get a pregnant woman in here, even though the drama is already this one person trying to escape a helicopter. It's just like never enough with Roland Emmerich. Yeah. Well, you know who sacrifices herself to get the pregnant woman on the helicopter is Vivica Fox's character. Yeah. So she dies. Oh, she dies. For two minutes of. So we have Will Smith's adopted son is in this, right? But he's like. She's not, not a even stripper a anymore, character. Jacob. She's a doctor. She talks about how much she misses Will Smith. And you just, you know, again, you're looking around she going, dies. like, who She's is actually this for? Saving up to pay for doctor school the whole time in the first place. That's right. So, yeah, they basically kill off the entire Smith family tree aside from the son in this movie, either with lines of dialogue. It's like, you should not be forgiven for that, you know, first of all. Like, how could you? And then even there was the son character, the other, I don't know his name, but like, he's so in the background. Like, at the end, everyone's in like reuniting and like giving hugs and then he's just there. By himself. How's he not the lead? You know, yeah, how do you be in the Liam Hemsworth role? Yeah, right? swap yeah, those guys. Right, you, right. You don't. You don't make uh, Harry Connick Jr.'s son the lead. You know, <laughs> if you're planning this movie right. out, not that he is, but still. Right. You know what I would have done in this is I would have had uh, the president Bill Pullman sacrifice himself at the end in the Randy Quaid role. He did. He did too. Yeah. That, you didn't watch it. I didn't see it. It's the worst. <laughs> Yeah. Look, he well, literally he, does. If yeah. we're doing what should have could have, so you're you're yeah. just as smart as the writers. Yes, yes. Good, good job. If we're doing <laughs> what should have could have, there's only one thing we can all agree on. It should not have been a Roland Emmerich movie. This should have been a Jaden Smith movie. Jaden Smith comes back, stars in it, directs it, and writes it. And he gets to call it whatever he wants. He gets to just like, you know, swag it out. Everything would be visually crazy. Well, that's another thing I was reading about, you know, Will Smith not wanting to come back. And Roland Emmerich was like, well, you know, he did this movie after Earth with his son. That's like a sci-fi father-son movie. So, he didn't want to do another sci-fi so soon after that. Oh, (laughs) boo-hoo. Probably yeah. read the script, really. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah. Staying away but from I mean, this. he did some bad scripts around this time. You know, Suicide Squad, yeah. right? So, it's like, you know. This is the yeah. low point for our Willie Fresh, <laughs> truly. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. been in a low point the last few years, it seems. But, uh, you know, he's still a movie star, so I'm, I'm sure he's, he can still pull Never it out. should have done that YouTube rewind. <laughs> that was the end. <laughs> that was the downer. Yeah, he tried to get more into social media and stuff. Truly, if, you, if you're woulda, coulda, shoulda-ing these, uh, Independence Day should have been a franchise that had a new movie every two years. Uh, and they all came out on Absolutely. the 4th of July and were essentially the same movie. And it would be like the Halloween franchise or the Friday the 13th franchise. But just, you know, humans killing aliens every couple years but would when that they do... show up again. <laughs> I don't know if that would do well enough at the box office. To, I mean, you, if you made them on the cheap, like the I, Purge movies or something, then if you, you well, even, I think about there's it. You those 1996, Skyline. 1998, 2002, really like 9-11 would have killed the franchise. But if you could have gotten a sequel in before 9-11, yes. after <laughs> yes. this, um, then like, I think you could have had three or four movies in this franchise and milked it through the early 2000s. But waiting 20 years... It's just too much, man. No one, no Here's one, the other world. explosions aren't enough anymore. No. No, and we got to yeah. say, we talked a lot about how Roland Emmerich tried to one-up himself with these strange disaster movies, 
But the other big part of his career during this time is he is just cashing checks from signing off the Stargate rights to television. We could have lived in a world where there was the Independence Day TV show shot in Canada for $10, you know, five seasons of it. Right. Well, the thing with Stargate, Stargate SG-1 went on for like a Stargate bunch Atlantis. of seasons. They, they expanded the, the lore of Stargate in an interesting way that I don't think that Independence Day could really... Um, fulfill the same kind of niche. Could sustain. But, oh, yeah. oh, you mean the harvesters yeah. couldn't have other species around? We didn't even know they were called <laughs> the, the harvesters until 20 years later. Right, right. Yeah, or that they were a hive mind. Yeah, that's a new development. We meet a third, Jacob, I don't know if you picked this up from the supplementary material that you were watching, but we meet a third type of alien species yeah, in this. That is a AI thing. android. Yes, just a ball. It's like if, you know, BB-8 gets launched into space and landed on our planet was like, are you going to help us fight Darth Vader? And everybody here on this planet would be like, what the fuck is okay. this thing? Well, Get out of here. Right. No. <laughs> Yeah, and the whole yeah, the, the, the aliens' backstory is that they go from planet to planet, you know, harvesting the cores or whatever. But yeah, yeah they it's want not to take the core of the planet, right? Yeah, but every planet has a molten core. You could just go to like Venus, and there's like yes, no right. resistance. <laughs> you go to any uninhabited planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which there's like hundreds. They of. just like fighting. They're the Russell Crowe of <laughs> aliens. Well, yeah, and here's I just another. Don't know if there's that much material for for sequels and, and spinoffs and stuff. You hmm. just, you, you know, I, the take of the aliens in the first one is interesting. I wouldn't say it's the strongest take in the world, but a conversation you and I have had a lot, Jacob, is the influence of aliens on stuff recently, like Tomorrow War and stuff, and and some other things. Female Army of the a Dead Queen. Yes, it's exactly the same in Army of the Dead. You know, the, the, the hive mind leadership thing, you could have gone a different way. That's all I would have said. You know, you, you, you could have come up with a take that isn't the most generic thing ever for, for all these products, I would say. Right, right. Yeah. And even like, even the original, it's got like the green space laser. It's like very Death Star. Like they, it's borrowing stuff even in the original, right? Like it feels like uh, the last ditch strike on the Death Star to even go in and try to blow up the, the yeah, alien craft. It's a trench right? run. Yeah, and then this uh, Resurrection Resurgence comes out just after, you know, The Force Awakens and it's another space laser Death Star machine. Right. And it's and also just the hive also mind. Also Alien Queen. Yeah, I mean, the hive mind the thing, Borg. the Borg, you know, Star Trek already did that yes, in the 90s. Sure. And it's like, yeah, you can't top the Borg. It's not an original thought. Even the way the queen runs around, it's like Alien versus Predator when yes. the queen busts out of the ice, you know? It's like, I've seen all this, you know? It really feels like an algorithm-made movie, and that's kind of a bummer. So yeah, really, I think... Coulda, um, shouldn't have made it at all. Yeah, I think if there was more sequels to this movie, they would really be on the level of, like, Alien Covenant and those movies. So it's like, you know, not even worth it. What I want to do is do... Independence Days, and you pick a different country's Independence Date, <laughs> and then you do it. That country saves the sure, day. If yes, you really want the international market, let's pick a, a different country every time, and then uh, yeah, we'll do Australia's do Independence from the UK or whatever. And there's an educational factor to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's teaching the world. Because in the original Fourth of July, yeah, it's like we 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 opposed a, an oppressive force. It, you know, the British were, we didn't want to pay taxes. We said, get get out of here, right? So this time the aliens want to exterminate us. It's like, get out of here, right? So, so what if the aliens it. came down and they just wanted us to pay taxes to them? 
That'd be great. <laughs> then I'd go down. Have, to have representation on their intergalactic because the problem was no taxation without representation. That's right. They had to give us a seat on the council. That's right. But we'll not grant you the rank of master. We'll have know? to throw right. another Boston Tea Party for these aliens. <laughs> yes, a space tea party. You guys well, are taking lines it, he from my space homelessness. Yeah, from my 1998 <laughs> version of Independence Day two. The you know the Boston Tea Party. This time it's personal, like Craft Liberty. Like they were always have the intergalactic Tea Party. Yeah, uh, I'm telling. I'm telling you, man. Like it, it, it would have huh? been a big. It could have been just as big as the as the Mummy, if not bigger. I guess is like yes. the point I'll make. Like yes, I'm telling you, Steven mm. Seagal stars in a couple made for TVs of these, Joe. That that is where yeah. this should I mean, have if gone. Jaws Jaws got four sequels. I'm sure this movie could get as many as Jaws. You know. And we know the aliens are weak to punching, so Seagal is a good choice to defend Earth. <laughs> At least that era, Seagal. That's not assaulting an officer. This is assaulting an officer. <laughs> Mike, under siege. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I, I um, could hit final thoughts already, yeah, guys. Yeah. You know, if, if we're ready to yeah, roll on this one, I say let's let's blow up some monuments. Let's, uh, uh, sadly, our wife is going to die because a, a light little beam fell on her legs or something, it looks like. But our, our dog's okay. Let's get out of here. Is mommy sleeping? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Tell her the truth. <laughs> Don't, don't say she's yes. got to go be president of the. <laughs> she's got to go be president yeah, of Battlestar Galactica. So. <laughs> oh my god! We're back. We're talking final thoughts. ID four Independence Day. IDR. Uh, that's right. <laughs> what is um, red <laughs> tacked on there, just like it's tacked onto the yeah, the yeah. <laughs> we, we were talking about Bill Pullman having to unfo- break the heartbreaking news to his daughter that his, his her mom's not going to make it, and then she's back in the sequel. Weird stuff. We talked about how we liked Jeff Goldblum getting to kind of reestablish his vows with his ex-wife, right? But then all of a sudden in the R, he's just like. He, he's estranged from his father again and no longer with his ex-wife. It's like his whole arc oh, that was completed. Yeah. He has the same Let's reset him. Disassembled. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well. You got to think that was four days, 20 years ago. It, it didn't mean much to him. You can't tie longer, Jeff Goldblum down. Kept the ring on for four uh, years, no. but you know, whatever. <laughs> we saved the world. Yeah, so I was really upset that they reset his entire character just because they couldn't get the actress back. But it's like the whole point of his thing was like, he repaired the relationship with his dad and his ex-wife by being selfless, right? And then now we're back, and it's like, all these people hate him again. It's like, damn. But anyhow, right. that's all for that. Uh, last thoughts, Independence can Day. I ask, yeah. uh, can, or, well, can I ask a side opinion real quick? I think it's about six months after this film comes out. A different studio is so excited that they greenlit a Topps playing card adaptation for a movie called Mars Attacks. Mm. And you go, that's based on a trading card game? And you go, yes, it is. Mm. Uh, Where they were riding high and going, alien disaster movies are huge. Oh, my God. Hey, wake up. What did we pay that weird goth kid? How much money to make (laughs) one of those? We are are so fucking lucky. And it comes out, and what people don't realize is, it's a parody of the genre. He's essentially making Plan 9 from Outer Space, the movie. But what, which do you guys prefer? Wow. I think 
Well, you know, Mars Attacks, it's a fun movie because it does it, it's not taking itself too seriously. It's got a great ensemble cast as well of just like really big actors and small parts that get blasted by the aliens sometimes. <laughs> and, Michael J. Fox is that dog, Jacob. It's so scary. Yeah, yeah. But it's one of those situations where it's like two movies kind of come out around the same time. It's like an ants and bug life situation or like <laughs> yes. the, uh, the volcano movies or whatever that came out at the same Dante's time. Dante's Peak Volcano, Dante's Peak, Deep volcano. Impact, Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sniping. So I don't know. But, you know, Mars Attacks, it is a fun movie. I'll say that. Yeah, they're definitely, you know, two separate things. This is taking itself a little more seriously. It's very over the top with a lot of uh, patriotism, which is which is fun, especially for a July 4th movie. Mars Attack, again, more of a genre, you know, parody, you know. And, and I, I like Mars Attack a lot, actually. I need to rewatch that. And I appreciate it more than something that they would have done in the 2000s, which would have been, like, alien movie. And it just would have been, like, all pop culture references and totally dated. Right. I see. Oh, yeah, disaster yeah. movie. Exactly. It is just ahead of the scary movie curve, which I think the first one of those came out in 99, and this is 96, right? Yeah, very um, close to it. So uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're two, two sides of the same coin. I, I like the coin. I like the coin. We, we like the stock. I like that. <laughs> All right. Well, Independence Day, I guess, I guess I'll jump in on my final thoughts. Uh, basically, we kind of said it. I was really enjoying watching the original I really liked how the characters had complete arcs, more or less, even if it was very simple. And I was just disappointed by how all of that is essentially undone, despite the one or two cool things in Resurgence. Just, it's not it. It doesn't need to exist, and it's probably one of the worst sequels I've ever seen, and I watched every Transformers movie. Easily. I would watch Revenge of the Fallen <laughs> wow. before this. I never want to think about Resurgence again, but that does not mean... Even... Oh, go ahead. Even with Jeff Goldblum being in it, it's not enough to say. Even it. with Jeff Goldblum being in it, because he'll come back for any sequel. Wow. He, he came back for The Lost World when no one else wanted to, all right? I mean, true. Right. And Mike, how about uh, The Last Night, Quintessa? You know, she's looking for a planet to suck all the energy out. She's a queen of a hive of Transformers. It's, it's all the fucking yeah, same, all the right? Same. And, and at the point of 2016, it's like. The well is running dry anyway, and just yes. taking something that was so special and like just watering it down again. It has it's Independence Day. It's like an American focus USA crack a Budweiser, have a hamburger because Fourth of July, right? And then now it's like the International Coalition, which is fine for like another franchise, but it's not Independence Day to me, right? Yeah. Well, for me, it's like, you know, again, the career of Roland Emmerich post ID4, he tried to, you know, top himself, but he almost became a parody of himself with like 2012 being kind of just almost a parody of disaster movies <laughs> right. at that point because it's just, you know, so silly. But the only one I think was half decent maybe was uh, The Day After Tomorrow. Um, I, maybe I need Jake to rewatch Gyllenhaal, that, right? but I have some fond memories of that. 10,000 BC. Do you guys remember that yeah, one? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I do remember that one. Um, but, you know, uh, if, if there's anyone that, you know, we could maybe do an episode on in the future or something, I think A Day After Tomorrow was not half bad and it had kind of a, a climate change message that yes. was good. Next right? Earth Day, Jacob. <laughs> Pencil it in. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 
Well, that's something I appreciate about this. Like, you know, obviously Jeff Goldblum's character is like all about recycling where he's, you know, he's keeps saying like, I'm trying to save the earth here and, you know, put, put your cans in recycling. Yep. Yes. Yes. Uh, but really this movie can't be topped and uh, it's a classic put it on in the in the background of the barbecue just like you know just like we did so great you know we love america here on normers like us america <laughs> wait wait to sum it all up jacob i feel uh i feel about the same you know i love this movie that i don't care very much about it's a great movie that i watch more often than you'd think you would um I wish we lived in the timeline where there so were 10 often. million of them, but uh, it is what it is. So that's it. America. It is. It is. What Joe, it is. how wasn't there a like um, kick-ass Super Nintendo game that came out when this was, or, or whatever would have been the council? A couple years later, it would have been in '64. Where where was the ID4 game? ID64. I don't know. You know, there were a ton of like uh, micro oh, Mike. and stuff like that. Like they had a bunch of like you know different plane model kits and things like that, and like the aliens, but no games that I know of. No. And yeah, you know, again, you would have thought, Joe. There's the merchandise possibilities of you know a, a Washington White House that I don't know explodes or something. <laughs> there was so much, but really just kind of untapped for a movie that again was so popular. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I said it's not really my favorite. The the things I liked about the sequel, Joe hit on the head. I, I like the weird, let's let there be a future with cool technology. You don't see that a lot in sci-fi stuff. But um, the way that the first film almost treats it more like it is a disaster movie, like Volcano or Dante's Peak. And, and at the end, when they're going to the mothership, it's not like they're going in the wolf's den. It's almost like being lowered into the volcano to put in the device that will stop the eruption or something, you know? So, to do characterization in the sequel of, I am the queen who, you know, millennia ago, the coalition of Space Force banished us because, and you're like, okay, hold on, stop all of that. That's insane. That sounds Um, insane. Well, let me ask you this, Colin. Yeah. Which movie is better to you? ID, Independence Day Regurgitation, Mm -hmm. Resurgence, or... The Tomorrow War, starring Chris Pratt. That's a great Amazon question, Prime. because I think they're so indicative of like what we're saying of what is uh, a modern movie. So something like Cobra Kai, mm. a weird, a weird tangent here that we did an episode on and just absolutely love, yeah. works because you get the feeling that the people who did Cobra Kai were like, well, we can't make Karate Kid like global and like you know like the number one thing and like change it from what it is we have to be so true to the fact that it is a dumb 80s movie let's make a dumb 80s show and if it's popular it's because we're going to put our heart into it Mm -hmm. when the people made regurgitation jacob they stripped it for parts of going like you know and we could probably fit a transformer in this movie and post-cred scenes are a thing so we could probably put a post-cred scene thing in and all this other stuff and it's it's a formula you know, it's not it's not Independence Day. I like the Tomorrow War because again, it's like a it's like a, a just a thing a guy had an idea for. It's not a comic book. You know, it's not it's not uh, eight different YA book series. No, it's 
a weird idea like the first Independence Day was. Um, right. I'm on that team now. It, it makes sense to me that they are so weighted or, or valued next to each other in comparison. Uh, you know, I I just don't like modern movies. <laughs> like, it's just like, I just, I, I just get nervous even just coming off of all these. I know we keep making the joke, Mike, of we did any Transformer, we can do anything now. But the... The nostalgia just hits so different than when we're having beers watching this thing at a barbecue. I think Joe hit the nail on the head. Some movies, you're just not watching every scene of. In the same way that this played on TNT so much, halfway through, I was like, where are the commercials? <laughs> like, this thing is flying. Like, I need some breaks in this motherfucker. You, you almost need modern movies to have that. You know, Chris Pratt, again, I heard him on a podcast going like, you know, it's a digital movie. I just think it would be so cool if you turned your phones off while you watched it and, you know, you really gave yourself over to it. Yeah, right. And all that premeditation shit. Again, Joe went to the theater. I probably saw this at a sleepover or like a, a, a lock-in or at karate or, or fucking something. And I guarantee you every kid that was watching that afterwards was like, I want to be a jet pilot because I want to fly a jet into an alien spacecraft. You know, right? kids right. now that nobody, you know... You know, nephews and nieces of mine aren't going to be like the Tomorrow War. That's our movie. You know, I watch that every Independence Day. <laughs> it's just that's the difference. That's the shame. I mean, yeah. it's good that that did come out on Amazon streaming because I think if I saw that, oh. if I paid money to see that in theaters, Ooh. I would have been, you know, kind of upset. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you're right. You know, they just don't make movies like they used to. Well, they don't. <laughs> they don't. They don't. Well, not to be unoriginal in saying that. But, but we're losing kind of yeah, the... It sucks. As much as we talk shit about Michael Bay's films, they are the ramblings of a crazed madman. The singular vision of a, of a guy with bad taste come to life. Whereas <laughs> yes. regurgitation is like movie by committee. Like there's nothing to even grab onto. It's like... What if right. we gave Tommy Wiseau two hundred million dollars? Interesting. Do it. Uh, I don't know what would yeah. happen, but this is like Great. strictly by the numbers. You know, bottom line. And it's and it's it, it sucks. Indicative of you know so many movies now where it's like, oh, we can figure out how to make like a connected universe out of this. We can get spinoffs and all that. And it's like, you know, is there's you know things just don't focus on IP as much. So it's it's nice, yeah. even if the Tomorrow Wars, even if it's not amazing. That something like that can get made still. So yeah, thank God. Know. You know, they're not saying here's the Amazon Prime Tomorrow War. You know, five episode series to tie it all up afterwards. Right. You know, and I just want to say, Rowan Emmerich, he didn't go to director jail because of this movie. He's just kind of being picky with his choices. Three years later, 2019, he does Midway, that war movie that's mm -hmm. about the Battle of Midway, starring Patrick Wilson. When I saw the trailer for that, I thought, oh wow, you can make a war movie in a green screen shoe box for $20 now. That's impressive. So he's still yeah. pushing boundaries. Yeah. Well, here's the thing with, I think, to the eras that these, these independent films are made. We're talking about international marketing box office. The first movie, $75 million budget, but made like $800 million. And then the, sec the sequel is $165 million budget, but it only makes like $390 million. So you like they always you got to go you bigger. almost triple no. the budget with yeah. none of the heart. It's I. What are you doing here? And they're just almost just relying on 
nostalgia of the original of like oh you know original independence fans will want to see this i don't think so <laughs> well not really you know bands of of the original independence day will probably want to see original movies today you know yeah they'd rather see something new than just because the original is fine it's going to be on the tv every fourth of july yeah. i watch it every year i don't need another one <laughs> They want right. to see something where Will is being charismatic in a big movie again. And, and they just don't really make that kind of movie anymore. Mm-mm. Even the way casting Will Smith, like on the, the rise, it's like not that Liam Hemsworth isn't a, a star. It's like, a, I'm sorry, Liam, but it's like, you can't carry this. Like there's no charisma. I don't know if it's the writing no. or the acting, but it's like you, you, the, the entirety of the young cast just doesn't bring anything to it the way that Will Smith did, the way that him and Jeff Goldblum had a yeah. chemistry. Even the veteran cast. It's just like, a bad movie. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, all around bad. Yeah. Bummer. So that's, that's that's the final word. Joe Joe hit it on the head. It's just a bad movie. It really is. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get these tentacles off my neck here. Uh, and and while we do that, Normies, we're gonna urge you, of course, to go to at Normies underscore like underscore us. And let us know your thoughts on Independence Day. Fire back and be like, no way, motherfucker. I shoot off fireworks. I drink a, a fitty of whiskey. And I, I fucking watch ID4. And I quote along to that speech at the end. That's fine. We absolutely want to hear you say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know. And, of course, we got other stuff we're coming up. We, we've got a lot of new releases we're going to start covering. But when we do listener-suggested stuff, that's how you're going to reach out and do that for us. Um, and we forgot to plug last week. Check out the visual stuff, you know, the, the YouTube page Jacob puts together for us. Mm-hmm. Especially listeners, if you want to get the subtle B-plots that aren't on the uh, actual audio episodes of me fighting against my mic stand to keep it up, that's <laughs> all in the video podcast, baby. You're going to want to go to that YouTube normies like us. Definitely. Totally worth it. Um, happy Independence Day, normies. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Wow. Uh, we did it. And, and last note, we did watch this together at a barbecue, first time since pandemic. It's, Hooray! And, wow. You know, what a that was great an experience time. in and of itself. So we created our own ensemble cast uh, to kind of rewatch this a little bit. So that was a good memory. So hope everyone out there listening had a great Fourth of July. International listeners celebrate it anyway because member America stopped the alien invasion <laughs> and you owe us. And we're number one. And USA. World yeah. Police. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but thank you guys. Uh, All right. Hosts. It's been your host, uh, Colin the Alien. No peace. Mike Spiner. I'm alive now, I guess. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Can't remember anyone's name. <laughs> Beep, <boo. laughs> and, uh, you know, Jacob Goldblum. It's a, See you later, it's a virus. Norman. It's a cold. It's a, it's a cold virus. It's a computer. It's a, it's a, oh, yes, Loading. yes. Oh, yeah. All right. Remember, don't light up till the fat lady sings. I don't light it. I just bite it. Big Willie style. Take care, normies. <laughs> Bye. 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 My name is Optimus Prime, leader of the Autobots. If you don't like, share, subscribe, or visit our YouTube, remember, I will kill you.